When you hit the sweet spot, whether it be with a tennis racket, golf club, baseball bat, when you connect right where it's supposed to be, it feels so good. feels even better when you hit your sweet spot in life. Doing that thing you were designed for, you get so much more traction in life, so much better results. What is that sweet spot for you? Welcome to the Food for Your Soul podcast where we apply the Word of God to the hearts of men and women to stoke the fires of your delight in Christ. Here's your host, Dr. D. Richard Ferguson. So think back to a time in your life when you were just really out of your element. Like maybe you started a new job and you're like 15 minutes into the job and you're thinking, okay, wrong job, this is a mistake. Or you end up teaching a class and uh, you just really clear, okay, I'm not supposed to be a teacher. This is not what God designed for me. Or sometime when you were like a fish out of water, out of your element, you've got that in your mind. Now think about the opposite of that. Imagine being right in the middle of your sweet spot. Just, just uh, in your wheelhouse, you know, right where you belong. Uh, you know you're doing something. This is what I was born to do. This is me. What is that spot for you? Now be careful. Don't just think of whatever comes easiest to you. There are some things that come easy, and they're really not what you were made to do. I'll give you an example. I knew a guy a while back who was easily the greatest piano player I have ever met unbelievable, just a world-class talent. Amazing, amazing guy. Everyone who knew him knew uh, this is obvious. This is what God made him for. This is what God designed him to do. But piano playing wasn't the thing that came easiest to him. The thing that came easiest to him was drinking. And he drank and drank and drank till he lost his job. He lost his marriage, his family. Uh, finally drank himself to death at age 50. So when you say... Uh, when you're thinking, what is my sweet spot? What is my wheelhouse? What is it? Don't, it doesn't necessarily mean what's most comfortable for you or what's easiest for you or even what you're best at. What I mean is, what is that thing that God put you on this planet to do so that when you do that, your greatest effectiveness in life happens when you're doing that thing? That famous line in the movie Chariots of Fire where the one character says, God made me fast, and when I run, I can feel his pleasure. That thing, what is that for you? What's your equivalent in your life to that? Because that's when your life is really going to be effective, is when you're doing that thing. That's when you're just going to get traction, when you're going to move. You know, if you use the wrong tool for a project, it doesn't work. If you try to hammer a nail in with a screwdriver, you get frustrated, right? If you use a screwdriver to, as, a, as a crowbar, it'll probably break. You could use a screwdriver as a shish kebab skewer, but it just is it's too thick. It's not quite right. But if you use, a, if you use a, a screwdriver for screwing in a screw, then that's when it really shines, right? That's when, it, when it's effective. So what is that spot for you when you're at the height of your effectiveness? You're doing the thing you were made to do. What is your sweet spot? We've been studying through the book of Philippians, and we're in this section now in chapter 2 about humility. In verses 3 through 4, Paul calls us to be humble towards one another. He just tells us, be humble, put other people first, all of that. And, and then he gives us an example of how to do that, starting in verse 5. 
He says, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider that equality with God something to be grasped, but he made himself nothing, taking the very form of a slave, being found in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. That's the standard for humility. That's our example that we're supposed to imitate. Pride says, ah, I can defy God's command. I know God said not to do this, and I know he said he's going to deal with people who disobey him, but I'm not worried about that. See, pride sees disobedience as an option to be considered. But if you're humble before God, disobedience, it's it's just not on the table. Any moment when you're being humble before God, disobedience, it's not on the table. Your flesh starts coming up with reasons why, oh, it'd be okay to do this, and I you should maybe disobey God, and, and your heart just says, ah, no, it's not a debate. This is not a discussion. <laughs> Jesus Christ said to do this. That's the only option, period. That's the attitude humility has before God and His Word. And that, dear friends, is your sweet spot. This is what you were designed for. This is what, the way God made you. Don't think of your sweet spot as a certain activity or a certain profession. or certain, It's obeying God. That's what will make your life a highway instead of a mud bog. Your, your wheelhouse in life is going to be obedience to God. Anytime you're obeying God, you're good. You're safe. You have nothing to fear. Nothing's going to go bad. I mean, things might get hard for you, but nothing's ultimately going to go wrong because this is exactly the way God designed you. He made you for this. This is the best spot you can ever be in. You're not wasting your time. Anytime you're obeying God, you're not wasting your time and your efforts will for sure be blessed and you're going to have no regrets ultimately. This is when you're a screwdriver working with a screw, Okay? It's when you're obeying God. But anytime you're disobedient, you're a fish out of water, you're out of your element, you're a square peg in a round hole, and you will spin your wheels in life. Your life will be like trying to ride a bike in sand. You ever tried that? It's like huge amounts of energy, and all, the only thing I have is your wheel spins, and your bike goes nowhere, and you tip over. So obedience to God is the best spot you can be in. It's your sweet spot because it, because it ensures that you're in that ideal posture before God, which is a posture of humble obedience. And we, we have to have that in order to have what the rest of this passage is calling us to, namely humility towards one another. You have to have humility before God before you can ever have humility towards people. And here's why. You can have humility before people up to a point without humbling yourself before God. And that's what the world does. I mean, the, the world, our natural tendency is to have some humility. Our natural tendency is to be willing to go ahead and sacrifice and give and set aside our preferences for someone else's benefit to meet their needs up to a point. Up to a point. Up to the point where it seems reasonable. And once it gets to be kind of unreasonable, that well, that's where we stop. Um, we will humble ourselves. We will show love to people when there are benefits 
that we can see that will come from it. And there are some natural benefits that come from being nice. You know, if you're nice, your life goes a little better. You get along with people, you don't have fights all the time, you don't have turmoil and conflict, you have more friends, uh, things are just more pleasant, your life just is more smooth. And even atheists understand that, which is why most atheists are pretty nice, you know, and kind and gracious, up to a point. But what about those times when the natural rewards that come from being a nice person isn't worth it? They're just not worth it. it in, in some cases, the cost of, of being the first one to say I'm sorry, the cost of humbling yourself, the cost of being nice, it's just not worth what, what, it, what it would... It, it, you just like, I'd rather just give up the relationship. It would be so hard for me to show love at this point. It would be so hard for me to humble myself at this moment. I'd rather just lose this relationship than humble myself. How do you humble yourself before people in those situations? How do you, how do you show love to people in those times when nothing, you can tell nothing good is going to come from it? Answer, by realizing that it's God who is calling you to be humble. And it becomes a matter of obedience. You see that? As Christians, we're not nice to each other for the same reason people in the world are nice to each other. We've got a higher reason. We don't defer to other people. We don't let other people go first, and we don't do all that stuff just to get the natural benefits that come from being a nice person. We do it because our Creator and our Lord and our Master and our Father in Heaven whom we love and the Judge of all mankind before whom we will have to bow the knee and give an account, He is commanding us to humble ourselves. And that takes us a lot further. There might be no natural rewards from humbling myself before this person at this time, in this situation. No natural rewards at all. But that's when I need to look past that person to God who's standing behind that person telling me, Daryl, I want you to humble yourself before this person right now. I want you to show kindness right now. I want you to empty yourself and give yourself away to this person. And it's not going to do any good as far as the relationship goes. It's not going to help the relationship. All they're going to do is repay you with, with hostility. But I want you to do it anyway for my sake. That's what God is saying. And that's what motivates us. Very often, when we obey God, we think only in terms of law. I'm not going to do that because I'm not allowed to do that. God said no. Sometimes it's hard because we really do want to do that thing. Other times it's easy because we like the thing God commanded. And in those cases, we may not even think of it as obedience. We we just do it without even giving it much thought at all. But today, try thinking of every act of obedience. Every time you do something because God said to do it, think of that as you hitting that sweet spot in life. It's what you were made for. Anytime you do anything God says to do, because God said to do it, remind yourself, this is really good for me. This will give me traction in life. This will propel me forward and accomplish good things. It's going to make my life flourish. Father, teach me to work out my salvation with fear and trembling because it's you who's working in me to will 
and to act according to your good pleasure. Help me remember that I was created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which you prepared in advance for me to do. It's why I was created. It's what I was created for. Teach me how to imitate you as your dearly loved child and to live a life of love just as Christ loved me and gave himself up for me as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to you. Teach me to put on the new self, which is created to be like you in true righteousness and holiness. Help me remember that's why I was made. It's why I exist, to be like you in true righteousness and holiness. I don't exist for any other reason. You've made me a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. Help me to put on that new self that's being renewed in knowledge and your image. You've made me part of the light of the world. Let my light shine among men so that they might see my good works and glorify you. You're able to make all grace abound to me, Lord, so that in all things and at all times, having all that I need, I will abound in every good work. I want to live a life worthy of you, Father, and please you in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of you. Strengthen me in every good work and deed. You will fulfill your purpose for me. Your love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not abandon the work of your hands. Thank you for listening. If you found today's episode edifying, why not share it with a friend? This season of the Food for Your Soul podcast features excerpts from our sermon series on the book of Philippians. 50 expository sermons covering every verse. You can find those and hundreds of other sermons for free download on drichardferguson.com. Until next time, rejoice in the Lord always and set your mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God.